Welcome. You are now tuned into the Textually Active Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Textually Active, your weekly dose of conversations about navigating the digital age while dealing with friendships, relationships, and all the ships in between. I'm Rez, and I got Measy with me. I'm here. I got E on the boards. Yep. And he mic'd up, too. He ain't doing all that bullshit behind the camera. Please, because that should be loud at a bitch. Yo, don't tempt. I said, don't tempt me. Don't tempt you. How's everybody feeling today? Another day, we out here living life. Okay. Trying to be black, trying to stay alive. Trying to stay strong. No, alive. Al- period. <laughs> the no, bare, bare minimum. <laughs> Facts. I said that. You heard me say that. I meant white. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Emotionally, you good? Uh, maybe. Okay. I went to therapy last week. So, how many sessions have you had? I'm about. About four deep. Okay. I guess the first one don't really count because you just be there trying to figure out what what we doing here. Yeah. About four deep on that shit. It's cool. I don't know. Uh, doing this shit on Zoom, her Wi-Fi trash, so I might need to start asking for a discount. For real. For real. Get your discount where you can. Because your Wi-Fi, mine good. Like, I literally can't. You're you're breaking up. And it was like a, it was like me watching a, a kung fu movie. Like, yeah, like <laughs> like I could hear her before, but the mouth wasn't matching up. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a bad dub. Oh, my God. So it might be a dub. But so do you feel like overall that she's opening your mind or your thought process a little bit? I don't know. No, I just be using therapy to get some shit off. Okay. That, you know, you can't talk to nobody else about because when you talk to other motherfuckers about it, they take offense. Got so it. that's really, she don't know me. I don't know her. We don't really know none of the same people, I don't think, because I went to her Facebook. So, uh... <laughs> So uh, research, research. That too, bro. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a text. I feel like that's. Yeah, like, no. Imagine having a white there. Yeah, like and going to their Facebook and seeing them like <laughs> on some bullshit. Or not even that. Just like, bro. I, if I'm sitting here trying to tell you this new uh, shout out to Griselda for getting nominated on a <laughs> BT award, and you don't even understand the culture, then it's like, bro, we don't have nothing to talk about. Right. We can't relate. I understand. You yeah. have to have a little bit of a banter. I mean, I can't really give advice on therapy because I don't have one, but I'm sure you want to be able to talk to somebody you can who understands what I mean, you're going through. Yeah, because, you know, all blacks ain't the same black. Because I want to talk to, when I get one, I want to talk to them about why people hate Beyonce so much. And if she can't relate to Beyonce haters and like hating Beyonce haters, then we can't talk. What if she a Beyonce hater? Then we can't talk. So I need to get to the bottom of that. Like, I want to know why people don't want her in that movie. Because she can't act or she can't read. Um, so I've been feeling pretty good lately. Um <laughs> <laughs> I've been, um, yeah, trying to find the things that that get me going and, so and keep doing those things and trying to maintain life without um, insecure being on anymore. <sighs> it insecure has brought me so much joy over these past ten weeks. I'm sorry for your life. I know. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I wanted to talk to you in memory of insecure about this season that we just watched. Okay. So, I know I seen your tweets. I mean, um, let's go ahead. Like, 
This is about to be a spoiler alert. We gave y'all a week to watch it. We sure did. If you ain't watched it, if you wanted to save up and being just too late, like it, it came out. It's a hot topic. We need to let it go. Right. You need to catch up. Put a button on this episode and come back and see us later because we're about to give run it up. through. About to give it up this season. So, um, you want to start out? You can start. You, you got it. You already know where I'm going okay. with it. Throw it away. <laughs> Big trash. The whole season, easy. Throw it away. Okay. Throw it away. Big so, trash. You didn't like the setup for the block party. I don't like that. What didn't you like? I don't like the fact that we engage in characters. We be getting these characters and getting them pretty good time. Getting to know these motherfuckers. And it be pointless, bro. Like, bro, I'm still waiting on a partner to come back. You know what I'm saying? She was weird, but it was like, damn, Lawrence is like upgrading his life. She ain't never come. Was that Bing Bang? Uh no, that's not Bing. I I was oh, she should come back. He worked with at yeah. the um, tech police, right? Yeah, bro. I like. I thought they would at least still be like cool friends that they would hang out with. Mm-hmm. No, but then with this season, it's like, bro, TSA Bay was only there for like three episodes. Like, you know what I'm saying? They opened the season with his his cheeks clapping. Like yeah, we just... thought that he was going to be a staple in the season, but we only seen him. What, two or three times? Yeah. He did have a good scene during that episode when Issa and Lawrence Lord. were reconnected. You know what I'm saying? He was, he was funny. He was Brrrah. funny as shit. He's just there just to disappear. Then, you know, they love bringing in these celebrity cameos, which is a great Easter egg. But I just be like, damn, like, what's up? So, hello, where were the Easter eggs other than finding... Finding Latoya. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I just like the fact that they put the celebrity cameos in these great roles, like Kyla Pratt being the the girl okay, getting yeah, married, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. then uh, that was, that was cool. uh, Kim Fields was the lady on the oh, airplane. Vince Staples was, yeah, you know I'm saying, I just right, like right, these right. celebrity cameos because they give this like, oh shit, because this is L.A., but like, oh shit, right, I right, remember these right. people. They giving them a role. That's fire. Yeah. But uh. Like uh, the dude like old, that used to like an ode to them, right? It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like I remember, you know, I remember. Yeah, bro, it's fire. Yeah, I got it. But getting back to that hand, it's just they set it up. It's so many storylines that that are just happening, but they don't mix together, and then you get invested in one storyline. Like I thought the whole season was gonna be about Issa and his block party. Right. Issa and the block party are literally like the first. Three episodes, yeah. and then that's it. And it's like, oh, well, okay. You set us up last season with Issa trying to put together a block party just for the block party to happen in two episodes, and then now what? Right. Yeah. Then it's, all right, we can see that. we've. I just looked this up the other day. I forgot Issa and Molly beefed earlier in an earlier season, and what? they got back together. Bring my memory up to date. When they know. was beefing about, uh, I forgot what they was beefing about, but. In the first season, it was Molly that took Issa. They made up, and she took Issa back home to talk to Lawrence because they was beefing. And so then I was like, damn, they've beefed this entire series. So then now we set this up for them to beef the entire season. They don't really beef the entire season. So I just be mad about shit like that. Like, bro, y'all set us up with all these storylines that I be invested in, and y'all don't even run with them. So your problem is the story development on the show. You wish yeah. you could finish every single story when they start instead of dragging it out. It'd be a bu- yes, bro, because it'd be a bunch of filler. I didn't need to see Molly go on vacation. 
Yeah, that was probably the worst episode. I didn't need this sure. last episode to be the first 20 minutes be about trying to find Tiffany, who we only realized she had fucking postpartum depression wait in one episode. Wait, wait a minute. That was really good, though. <laughs> but that we only really know good. she got postpartum depression in one episode. Yeah, they did squeeze a lot in there, but I really enjoyed that part. <laughs> she was pissing me off. What were you going to say? Um, I don't know. I, I felt, well, I felt like that they don't do a really good job in setting up the other primary characters you know what i'm saying so like the thing is like i felt like the the trip with molly made sense to me like it made sense why that happened but i feel like we, you were so invested in isa and it's always been about isa that when they do go straight away like it's like well why you know what yeah. i mean like and it's hard it's hard to buy into it because you know this is the i think this felt like this is the first time we've ever really followed molly by herself yeah right for the most part and it's like she kind of carried it, but it it wasn't as much as that. You know, they don't show as much as they do for like Issa. You know what I'm saying? I really wish they would have gave Molly's like focus to Lawrence because it would have been made. It would have made more sense. Like, or Kelly. Kelly don't have. Nothing. I would have loved to see Kelly though. But we don't know what Kelly's life is. Well, we could learn about her. I think that would be good. <laughs> so I think the whole point for um, Molly going on that vacation was to set up the storyline behind her and Andrew, like not having a good sex life not being able to see eye to eye, Molly not being able to forgive his brother for what he did at the towel thing, which was kind of like, bro, you don't understand what I'm going through as a black woman being talked to like this. So just try to be understanding and shut the fuck up. But she still could have like tried to work it out with him. I feel like, that. <laughs> why are you making that face? I mean, and I support y'all. Thank you. But I don't think the towel happened to be about because she was black. Okay. So what do you think it was about? Just don't think she had a god. You just thought that lady just wanted to do her job that day? Yeah. See, but I mean, but it also, but it kind of always, I mean, it goes into the whole narrative that, I mean, some people argue that people always think that everything that happens is, you know what I mean? Like race would get bit. Yeah. Because thing is, you think about like, you know, like she, after that whole situation, that's when she called her, um, her, um, her therapist back, you know what I mean? And set up a, set up a point. So it's like, I guess she kind of got to a point where it's like things are starting to spiral out of control and she's just trying to figure this everything out. It's crazy. I don't think we can blame people for feeling that way, though, because you spend your life being treated like that. So when moments like that happen, it's kind of like, oh, no, not racism again. Here the fuck she is. And you get angry because you're so used to being stereotyped or like not being believed when you're saying certain things because you are a black woman and people expect you to be angry. So I definitely understand her frustration behind that. There is no way to tell if it was because she was black or if the lady just felt like doing her job today. But I'm going to go ahead with Molly on that one and say, like, yeah, bitch, you could have just gave me a damn towel. Like, is it really hurting you? Like, are but you paying for the towel? She's also talking to an Asian guy, though. Exactly. So but, like, you know, other people. <laughs> two minorities color, whose plight. Pe- a person of color felt like they understood. Can we was, stop? With yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Get that shit out of here. What? Person, person of color? What, what does that even mean? Like. A minority. Non, non-white, basically. Yeah, non-black, non-white. So anything that's not white. No, no, black person. I'm, not a, per- I'm not a person. I'm not a person. I'm black. Like. I'm black. black. Why are we grouping? Do not call me a person of color. Stop grouping us together. Right. It's like. Not, it's not the same. <laughs> Why is it white versus everybody else? Right. <laughs> well, no, well. Not, well, I think that's how they want to set it up so that they could be like, well, you guys. The superior. Color. Yeah, like, no. 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 
But in that scene, in that episode, I feel like they could have cut that into half of an episode and we probably could have seen something else. But they, they dragged it. They were reaching. They wanted to show us the scenes, the beach, how banging Molly's body is, which I appreciate. And um, the the views. It was It was shot very well. I will say that this season, I did enjoy seeing the way that the scenes were set up. I enjoyed watching just the black ass experience. So I don't, I feel like I'm surface level when I'm watching shows. I just want to like feel like I'm relating to the content that's being put out. And one of the main things that I related to this whole season was the friendship between Issa and Molly. I felt like I could see myself in Issa and I could see some of my older friends that I had in Molly and how friendships, they just kind of, they fall apart sometimes and no one's necessarily to blame. Like I can't blame Issa completely for their friendship not working. And I definitely can't blame Molly. I think people do just grow apart and it sucks. It hurts. And you have to make a choice if you're going to put your pride to the side or decide to work it out with your friend. And I feel like that's what we've seen um, throughout the season. And that's wild that you say that because then I sit here and ask, is that what this season was about? Because I'm confused. Uh, yeah, I, I, I am kind of not rolling. <laughs> yes, well, I'm conf- Is that uh, what this no, 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 season no, no, was no, no, about? No. I, I see. I see your point. What are you not rolling with? Um, I don't think it was a, a grow apart type of situation. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that, like, if you look at it from the, the grand scheme of things, like Molly has had has felt a way about Issa just taking, like, in her opinion, just taking and taking and not really giving back, right? And when, like, because you've seen it in the, earlier in the season where Molly basically was saying, like, hey, I'm kind of doing this thing with Andrew. And then Issa kind of played it off. It was like, ah, no, you're like, you're overthinking it. Like, you're you're doing the most. Like, you're you're going to basically lose him because you're because you're you're acting this way. Right. And in that same episode, they show Molly kind of like, all right, the way she was feeling about Andrew, like, clearly he kind of came back out and said, yes, this is how I felt. Right, and she felt like that she couldn't share that information with Issa because Issa always was downplaying it. No, because Issa was busy trying to get things together for the block party. So the one time that she didn't have time to be there for Molly because she was getting something together that she's been planning for months now, she was looked at as not being available for her friend. But she was literally in the middle of planning a block party. No, but I mean, but the thing is, there like we. You talk about people talk about all the time when it comes to relationships. Like, if you're in front of somebody, be in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, there were times that they were together, and Issa cannot just pause for a moment and just kind of just recognize that her friend was going through something. I can also argue you don't have to when every time you with that friend. It's always about them. Right. And that is the overlying thing here. With Molly, it wasn't about Molly. Anyway. Issa has to come to her house for Thanksgiving. Andrew's got to go to work events with Molly. Dro's got to fuck her when she want to be fucked, right. even though she know that Dro got to go home to his wife at some point. Mm-hmm. Washing that dick off with Doug in the shower. <laughs> Everything about Molly's life revolves about around what you can do for her. And she couldn't stand. I feel like from my personal opinion... Uh, back to you and what you were saying about how Issa was treating her when she brought up Asian Bay. You have to remember that people are going to treat people the way that you bring them up and present them in your life. If I'm constantly downplaying my relationship with you 
as my friend and I'm telling you, oh, this nigga is just a food nigga. Like he going to feed me. He going to feed me. And then I get serious with him. I can't expect you to automatically get serious with me about being with him, too, Mm -hmm. because I just talked all this shit about this nigga. You're not going to take him serious. And I think that's where Issa was at when Molly started trying to take this nigga serious. She's like, yeah, really? Like this guy that you wasn't feeling that I had to force you to talk to. Now you want to be all over him. And um, back to Molly not being able to take somebody else, like the world not revolving around her. I feel like that played a lot into their Mm. friendship not working. Like you couldn't give Issa a second to get that shit done, sit down, go play with your boyfriend, everything. She wasn't there immediately and you was done. You was ready to fuck up her night at the block party. Because Molly's always had this, uh, this aura about her about being the better one. You know what I'm saying? Issa didn't have a job she liked, but Molly was in this, like, fast-paced career. Now she, you know, uh, like, even when the scene where they're at brunch, and she was like, oh, don't, she was like, want me to pay for it? She's like, no, I got it. I owe you probably, like, a a whole lifetime worth of brunches. It's like Molly's always been in this position where motherfuckers need her. Right. So now this is the one time she didn't, nobody needs her. You know what I'm saying? Like, Andrew's like, bro, I don't have to be here. Right. You know what I'm saying? I only act, I ask you to do stuff to make it for us to be together. Like, nobody needs Molly, and I don't think Molly could deal with that. And I feel like the underlying message of this whole thing was forgiveness. Yeah. Like, her therapist told her, like, bro, your dad was in the wrong, Joe was in the wrong, but at what point are you just going to be like, fuck it, and get over it? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it's niggas don't be wanting to forgive. Yeah, so we spent... um the beginning of the season catching up with that we got introduced to the beef between Issa and molly because of the things we just mentioned and then we get to the block party on that night um molly found out that Issa had went behind her back and went through nathan to get the connect for the performers at the block party. from andrew and andrew was like yo like why are you mad that i helped your best friend which is like no like for real so i wanted to get your opinion on it because i feel like From my opinion, I don't think Issa was wrong. Issa does a lot of things wrong. This is not Cape Town for Issa. But Issa asked Molly directly to her face. Molly said no. Issa did. Damn, we sound like we're in New York. Streets is hot. (laughs) Issa did what anybody else would do, any other hustler would do for something that they're passionate about, and went to the next thing. Nathan is her friend. She knew Nathan before Andrew and Molly even got together. So she asked Nathan to talk to Andrew. And Andrew, mind you, in the beginning of the season, already said that she would he would help if Issa needed help getting the block party together. I mean, I feel like if we've been honest. (laughs) More Andrew is more so connected to Issa than she is Molly, and don't get me wrong, they're fucking, they're in a relationship. I get that, but the only, but the the only reason you know him is because I started fucking with this other nigga, right? You know what I'm saying? So, (laughs) so, so in hindsight, the guys that are friends, and this is my, and Nathan is my friend. Basically, you're saying that you saying that Issa had dibs first because I don't really have to go through you. Like, I don't. I'm being courteous. I'm being courteous and ask you. Yeah, but I feel like there's another piece here, right? And I, I mean, you see this all the time, right? Like, like you're with your significant other, and it's like we're supposed to ride or die. Like, we're supposed to be aligned. Like, we're supposed to be on the same page. And it's like if 
if shit ain't smooth for you, then it ain't smooth for everybody. And that's a real thing. And I feel like that's where that was with it. I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily think that Issa was wrong. Um, if cause it, I, I feel like I would be annoyed if someone, if someone like, if someone went around, like around me when I was like, nah, I'm not really feeling this. Well, she but. said she's not really feeling it because their relationships was on the rocks. I think that's what Molly said. She didn't say that she didn't want to do it um, because Andrew wouldn't be okay with it. She said, I don't want to ask him. So, if you don't want to ask him, I'll ask somebody else to ask him. (laughs) She didn't say, I don't want to ask him because he don't fuck with you like that, or I don't feel comfortable with you asking my man for shit. But um, I think the argument was like, the that was really fucked up on a good night for Issa. If we want to throw in a technicality. Should have hit her. I would have hit her. (laughs) I don't think so, but if we want to throw, you know, throw out technicalities, she kind of asked Nathan. And whatever Nathan went and did with what he knew, that's what happened. Molly was clapping with her hands though in her face. She should have hit her. See, but then, but then, like that, then, like in that same that same hand, like, like Issa's a user. But I also don't care how you get whatever you get done. I asked you. She didn't go to. She could have just been like Nathan, give me Andrew's number, and probably talk to him like that. My question is, what's wrong with if? If I'm in a position where I need help from my friends to better myself in my future, I'm not asking you for $5 every day or $20 here and there. I'm asking you to literally help me do better in my career. We've all done that. Everybody sitting in this room has gotten a favor from somebody to right. get textual, textually active to the next level or to have our friend come on as a guest. Am I a user for asking my friends, yo, no. press play, share it to your story, do this, do that. No. Like It's different when so, you're talking about helping your friend and i think for me that boils down to i help my friends because i want to i don't help my friends because i'm gonna hold it over their head and then say an argument you always asking for shit that's fucked up no i mean that that's real but i'm just my main my main thing is like we've all been to a boiling point with with a friend or with someone right my main thing is like it's not like you want like I, I understand, like, you don't want to see that person fail, right? Like, unless they did something, like, super wild trash to you, right? But it wasn't like they were just, she was, like, Issa was just asking for $5 every day. Like, the Issa, like, Issa has put Molly through some, some dumb shit for the last four seasons. By what? Like, in terms of just how, like, it just, I just felt like, and for the most part, it seemed like that, that Issa has always been take, take, take. By so, being a friend who needed a friend during a, a friend time here, like when she cheated. So here go. She needed a friend so, to be there. So know. here go this bullshit persona that we keep putting online. What is Motherfuckers it? always tell you to protect your mental health by whatever means, by whatever means. All I've seen is that Issa has been a broke bitch. Period. And I, I too have been a broke bitch. And all I've seen is Issa was at a place where she didn't like her job. So mm-hmm. what's the first thing everybody tell you when you don't like your job? Go find a new one. So Issa quit that one. Didn't find a new job. But while I don't have a place to live, I need some help. Boom. Did that with a friend. She didn't even. And when she didn't, didn't stay have, there when long. She didn't have a place to live. Did she stay with Molly? A little bit. But she ended up going to somebody else's house, right? Daniel. Okay. Then, you know what I'm saying? She that was funny. Then she got a job being the fucking the, the tent, the uh, building super. Mm-hmm. So now she got somewhere to live. I feel like what's happening is she doesn't need her as much as she used to. <laughs> so this is where the issue is becoming. Yes, you can call me a user because I've used you in the past. But now I don't need you as much as I used to. And I've noticed that we have connect I have connections now. Mm-hmm. 
She ain't asked her for shit else during this entire help me with. She never asked her to help her with this block party until the artist she was going to get didn't come. So now I'm at a last minute desperate thing. Now I need you. The one time that I need you. That's it. <laughs> That's I, it. I, 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 it's weird. Like, cause basically I feel like it sounds like I'm caping for, for Molly. And I think at one point up to the point where she, the block party, like I was, I was rooting for her. Cause I was like, I, I understood her plight, but I mean, let's, 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 let's switch it out. Like I, what, what did Issa do wrong this season from you guys? Um, she wasn't available during Thanksgiving to talk to her. She told her she couldn't come to Thanksgiving. She asked her to postpone it. Well, I mean, I don't have to. We're also living in this thing of traditionalism. Just because we do something every year for Thanksgiving does not mean the one year I don't want to do it, with I'm the worst friend in the world. Mm-hmm. Fam, I didn't, I didn't want to. And that goes back to the protect your people. I wouldn't argument. even. I wasn't even comfortable being around you. So why would I come yeah. be somewhere with you and your family, and we not even rocking like that? Right. So uh, obviously, I'm not going. But you so used to me beefing with you and acting like everything's okay. Like even them saying, like, bro, they had this conversation about like you didn't say something, and I the reason I didn't say nothing because I didn't think you wanted to say something. So that's just where they friendship has gotten, bro. The motherfuckers, they be too passive in these friendships. Niggas be too passive in friendships. Right. I feel like if you're not comfortable telling your best friend, bitch, we need to talk, like, now, they they sugarcoated it the whole time. Like, girl, we have issues. We need to talk. If you're not comfortable saying that to her, that that may not be your best friend, and that's cool. And the only reason we be passive to say something is because we feel like uh, whatever we say, whatever I say to you, you're going to take the wrong way mm-hmm. anyway. And whatever we had as a friendship is now about to be over, regardless of what it is. Even if it's just me telling you how I feel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And don't nobody ever want to lose a friendship, especially a friendship like that, because I think that friendship is well over maybe 10 years deep. Mm-hmm. So it's like, bro, un- until you can get to a place where you can be completely honest with your friends, shit like this is going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like them getting back together in this last episode. I don't think it's gonna last. Right. So, do you um do you want to share what you think Issa did wrong this season, and then we can go ahead and talk about the final episode? Um, I mean, I mean, my my main thing is I, I felt like that there was a always a kind of like a sense of selfishness that that Issa had because like she was always in a position of like like you know kind of just like leaning on the friendship, right? So like like you'll hear like. In the fraternity, like in the fraternity life and stuff like that, you'll hear the term when someone says "leaning on the shield," and that basically is kind of like just because we're affiliated, right? That that person basically is like you're almost expected to do stuff, right? With no with no questions asked, and I just felt like that. Clearly, there was like so a boiling point, like that was like literally happening over the last four seasons. Like this thing didn't just happen out of nowhere. Like I feel like uh, what um. Molly didn't just like make this stuff up. Like clearly, like Issa's has had a, a a trend or basically has done this like residually over time. As like any other person, it's just like yo, like the one time that I kind of need you to help me out. Like even though I know you have something that's that's busy, because like what Molly has sat there and said, let her talk about her stuff. But then when she was trying to trying to open up and say, hey, I have this going on, like Issa didn't have didn't have a time for it. And ultimately, I just think that both of them were not good friends to each other. 
and that's like the, the that's like the biggest thing. It's trash. Okay. Um, I will say that this whole time Issa wasn't no slouch. Like every single season, she did something better for herself, and she kept progressing. And as a friend who's helped somebody get to that level, you should feel proud, not like you're getting to your boiling. It's the first time Issa took accountability for anything, right? This I is feel the, like she's grown as a person. Like for when I said this, the whole underlying message of this season was forgiveness. It was everything. Issa had had to forgive everything. Like that weird, that one moment she had with her mama. Like that was a moment a lot of motherfuckers don't have with their parents. Right. You like, like you finally addressed what was going on, and you find it in your place to forgive your mama for feeling the way, for the way you thought you felt about your mama. Right. Dad, she had to find a way to like come up with terms with Lawrence about like, bro, yeah, I fucked that up, and. I had to I have to forgive you and I had to forgive myself for not trying. Mm-hmm. Then she had to like forgive, <laughs> which is crazy because when I watch it, it makes me laugh. She had to find a way to forgive like Molly. You know what I'm saying? Like, fam, I feel this way about you. But you know what? I'm still willing to put this past us. Yeah, that was that was big for me. I was like, <laughs> I was I was like, yo, like, cause like to be honest, after that, the the um that whole blow up, I don't know if I I don't know if I could have did it, bro. And then not only that, it's like I put look, I'm willing to forget this. Let's be bad friends. She even was like, look, if you don't want to be friends no more, I ain't. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm cool on it. Another thing that she missed was she had to keep it cool when she found out Corolla was dating Lawrence. Forgive, like you know what? I got a bigger purpose now. Corolla, I'm cool with with if that's what you're doing. Whatever. She found a way to forgive Tiffany and them for setting it up. Right. Tiffany Car- <laughs> knew that Carola and Crayola and Lawrence was getting together. She is forgiving motherfuckers. She is finding peace because she only wants shit that is making her happy. Right. And she was okay to roll with that. She even tried making new friends. What a ter- what a heartbreaking scene to see. When she came out that bathroom. She even forgave them. it was gone. She forgave them. Yeah. She could have she could have ran up on him and beat him with the picture <laughs> like, the like yeah. yeah. But okay, so we have all this stuff happen. We get to the point where we're at the finale. I do want to touch on the episode where Lawrence and Issa spilled out everything that happened in their relationship. I I think I have to say that was my favorite episode. It was a pretty good episode. It was yeah. beautiful cuz it don't happen. It <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Never have I ever had an ex forgive me for cheating. I ain't never went to a, you know what I'm saying? I ain't never went to an, I have never been in a place with an ex that, you know what, at this point, it's been what, like three years, I, I want to say? Two, two years. Two, three years that they've been apart. Mm-hmm. Let's either, A, stop avoiding this bullshit because we got something going on. For some reason, every time I turn around, our lives, our, our lives interming. Like you're here. So then let's just cut the bullshit. Let's just say how we feel, say how we've been feeling, and just do this. Niggas don't do that. Because sure a motherfucker, lo- a woman would love to tell you, when I'm done, I'm done. Niggas is prideful, too. <laughs> There's no way your nigga is going to take you out to lunch, buy you lunch, buy you dinner, um, and then tell you you can spend the night after you cheated on Yeah, the fuck, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. He even saw her, <laughs> he even took pride in seeing what kind of other nigga she was fucking with? Yo, <laughs> like, a, yeah. Yo, 
yo, a man, another man, after I found out that you cheated on me, now I know the other nigga that the niggas that you've been fucking downgrading. Oh you've been downgrading this whole time. And I still want that pussy. No, I came here to laugh at everything that you have going on and go home and say, oh, I'm, my life is so much better than hers. Look like, at my glow up, bitch. Yeah, and then go fuck Corolla. <laughs> like, I didn't come here bitch, to. Bitch, look at my glow up. Say, Let's get back to like, this. what? Let me, you know what, bro? I'm going to take you to dinner. I'm gonna see you with the nigga you've been dealing with. Oh, that's whatever. And then I'm gonna tell you. you come come look, come look at this apartment that I got now because oh, I'm out here. Oh, so you a corn? I, oh I'm yeah, out. like yeah, I'm finna roll out. Yeah, I'm saying, look what I got going on now. Oh, if, you want to stay tonight? <laughs> look at my look at my glow up since I left you. Like and no. I and you know what I'm saying he could have did that but he didn't, which is crazy. I I don't. I haven't seen any story go like that. Yeah. I would love to hear if you guys have a story that went like that where you and your ex rekindled things after he caught your ass cheating and he brought you back and said, baby, we can work on this. It was my fault that I got cheated on. So um, the scene, however, because this is a, a fictional show, <laughs> was good. I really enjoyed seeing them get back together. I love the banter that they had between each other. Niggas love for stuff like that. They want that to happen right? so bad. The jokes like... For them to be able to laugh off uh, TSA Bay coming up and saying, yo, I, I hit that, basically. For them to be able to laugh at that, Bruh. that was cool. And then for her to be vulnerable and ask, like, can I stay the night after she seen that he was talking to Corolla. So Stop I, calling her that, bro. Her name is Condola. Corolla. And, <laughs> yeah. So. Why are we. Condolences. Why is this so much energy towards Condola? Because she had a stank attitude and she treated Lawrence bad. What she was her used, stank? She used our man. She had him coming over there for Friendsgiving in his best dress shirt, fancy smancy shirt, got cooked by all her friends, and then got told that she was a piece of dick. That he was a piece of dick, basically. Bro, I don't see where the issue here is. That's was. why we don't like Corolla. I don't understand what this was about. And bro. she ain't Issa. She hated on Issa the whole time. Did she? Yeah. When? When they when she found out that they went to the restaurant together and she pulled up and she was looking at Issa like, what the fuck are y'all doing laughing? So... That's hating. Which usually happens when a nigga go out with his ex, even <laughs> though him and the ex ain't rocking no more. Like, I don't get where the energy is but coming from. ain't pay no respect to Issa. That was her dick first. Is that what's supposed yeah, to happen? She Wait, time out. She groomed that man. <laughs> time out. So she should be giving Issa thanks. Where did she groom him? For the man that Where she did she got. groom him? She raised that Where man. did she groom she him? She got rid of the nigga. She raised that man. Yeah, I see how wild. And she broke that man's heart so that man could then That's wild. get up, find his legs, That's and grow. Wild. Get out and get a motherfucker job. Motherfucker, up a couch and throw the couch on the curb. And be fucked up when somebody used this couch and they living room look better. I do not understand what's going on like, here. Thing is, like, I feel like that's a, a thing that uh, women that, can say that you hear that only women can say. Yes, because it's like it, it's like like what well, like a man will be told like yo like that like that's so like chauvinist to, to say like oh like to think that you own somebody and now you're or you're owed something but now it's like oh you groomed me you you raised me to be this guy because only women know what it feels like to get a man who doesn't even know how to wipe his own butt for lack of a better term and then leave him and now he know how to wipe his ass with wet wipes and he can clip his fingernails and like wash his face before he goes to bed and you done taught him all this shit and now he's doing it with his new bitch so what about the the whole time 
What about the whole time Issa was a bum bitch? And don't nobody bring this up. Right. And then she was sleeping on niggas' couches. The user aspect of this oh is the same she thing, was, but we don't never bring that up. <laughs> she paid. We she just paid. supposed to take her for what she worth. How you taught him what hair cut to get because you know that his hair look good when it's this length. You done ta- gave him the grooming products that he should use I'm on his beard saying, and his bro, hair. Listen. You it's know, be, you done gave him the wild. soap. You gave him the sauce. And he go and take that sauce be and tr- go cook dinner with She paid else. her rental deposit with ass, point blank period. Like, I just don't understand, bro. Like... A care. nigga cannot understand. better himself. You won't understand. Nope. And the only way a nigga can better himself is if there's another woman involved, mm-hmm. which is fucking wild to me, bro. <laughs> and I, then I just, it's I like, don't, I, like I don't make the rules. So then the fucking the conversation we always have is where niggas only do things for girls, right? But niggas, they don't ever want to address the fact that niggas grow because of women. Hey, hey, hey. I, I, I don't make the rules. I'm just right. <laughs> I'm just right? saying, we bro. We're going to talk about this. shit is wow, bro. I'm supposed to be a bum nigga with you and I'm supposed to be a bum nigga for the rest of my life. And is. So, look, all I'm saying, all, <laughs> all, all I'm saying is that when you when you go through school and you go to the next grade, the t- the teacher last year don't don't get mad because you learned some new shit. Like what? No, she actually says, "Look at what I taught that kid. How's he doing over there? He's but, doing good." But guess right? what? She let go. They let go. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so that episode led into the finale. We see their love story set up, the little fictional love story that I never wanted happens. them to be together. And Facts. they start the episode of the finale saying that Issa is basically with him, that's his girl, and they move into San Fran. Well, that's not how it went, but all right. I think she didn't say that. She said she would move to San Fran? Eventually. Okay. Yeah. She'd be open to it. Yeah. Okay. But it's more so like, all right, I like what's going on here. We she can, was to take the chance. We can keep doing this and whatever. I like this, basically. But I, I don't know. I just don't want. I didn't ever want to see them together anyway. Eh, it's it's okay. I yeah. just thought I thought they were gonna get closure. It's that's not what I thought. That's what I thought the whole it's, thing was. It's not, bro. It's not and, the, and the thing about it is, it's only not realistic because the timing of it. And you have to think about how we've seen both of these characters without each other for like. The last two seasons, I want to say, mm. and how they both just didn't seem to be thinking about the other I don't other think version. Lawrence was even in last season. One of those seasons, he's not in at all. Yeah, like, maybe, like, one episode. Yeah, he was I just think- in the last um, episode when they had went to uh, Coachella, and she seen him at the store. Yeah. I think that was it. Yeah, it was some wild shit. But um, then we move on to Andrew and Molly. Molly is still being selfish. Andrew asks to leave the party. And she's like, no, like let's just stay for a little bit. And um, that turns into an argument that gets brewing. But then it's interrupted by Tiffany being missing. So... Um, I really enjoyed the way this looked. I really enjoyed them putting everybody together and working together as a team to find Tiffany. I seen some people saying that they thought that Tiffany was going to be in a hotel cheating. I Should've will say been. I don't understand that because they set it up earlier in the season when they were all at the block party and Tiffany was just drinking, saying that she didn't want to go home. You could see that that's what was going on, not that she was cheating. Like she can't even like she just wanted to get drunk and be away from that baby. Is, just, I feel like this is a sense of just drama that like that, that fan that drama. yeah that fans yeah. just want like they just you they just want it to they they want it to be red wedding all the time you know why because we don't know shit about tiffany and Derek. we don't all we know is if they anything, they look like the perfect couple that had a baby they could have put Derek in a hotel with another man that would have been realistic 
No, but, so I I agree because I thought the first two seasons they kind of set I him up. Derek was gay. They kept they kept setting him up like he he was yeah. us. Oh, y'all always want to make the. No, but no, is I, he black? No, no we can find. Instead we can. Of black, instead of black man, I was about to go. I was about to down that hill. I was about to I go to the top of that hill and jump, but I don't even know if he black. <laughs> I think if that scene didn't have the comedy in it, I probably would have cried. I think um, there was comedy in this. Yes, it was funny when Kelly. Well, it's not funny now when you think (laughs) about it, but it probably was funny when they filmed it with Tiffany arguing with the cop and um, that whole scene with her being on the bus and just them looking at the footage. It was kind of funny. It was a little it was like like they they, they were just trying to they were just trying to break up the silence. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because like they're like on a bus looking looking for Tiffany. Right. So instead of you just kind of like, because imagine you're looking at somebody, you're calling, they're not answering the phone. Right. So like now you're just sitting there, right. Trying to figure it out. Let's be so honest. That was just, the way, just their way of trying to like yeah. break up the silence. Keep it a buck, Reg. You get missing, bro. Oh, no. I don't really know bro. how much effort. Like, <laughs> like Easy. I'm just saying, bro, these niggas went to a Mexican restaurant and made the nigga pull up the camera. I don't know if it's gonna go the same way. Know to go to the seafood restaurant. Shit, that's it. That's all you need to know. That's I'm eating. Valid. I'm eating crab legs. That's valid. And I'm sitting by the pool. Truly, just and, and this was a lot of uh, this was a lot of wealth privilege here. Okay. Like let's let's just talk. talk about she had enough day. money to go to the Sheridan and get a room <laughs> with a new baby. <laughs> like y'all saying. Like I'm just and saying, that's kind of nice. It's too. A, some wealth. We don't even know what Derek do. They just. I'm sure she been on uh, maternity leave for a right. little bit. Like it's a lot of wealth privilege. <laughs> I also want to shout out a lot of credit card debt. for her acting during the scene because when she opened up that door, like she ain't say number three words. No, but that's acting. You don't have to say <laughs> nothing. Like it's all over your face. She did that. Like I loved it. That was acting. I felt that. I felt like I just had a baby and I needed to get away. That's how I felt when she and she just said. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, I would cry, but I didn't cry. Um, so shit, let's get to the fucking meeting. This nigga days. went and got this nigga went and found his wife <laughs> at a hotel room, and all she had to say was, "I'm sorry." All right, so all right. I mean, let's let's ask. So when I was watching it, right, I had mixed emotions from like Derek's perspective, right, because it's like he clearly was worried, right, and I felt like like he was being empathetic and stuff like that. So it was like you don't really like you know she went missing and stuff like that but i feel like they were presumptuous of why she left you know what i mean because like she never did something in particular to make it seem like you know she didn't like have an outburst or she didn't like leave a note or something like that you know what i mean like like you like we seen it as the the viewer that clearly she's you know showing signs of postpartum depression but like there was no payoff there was no like how did like no continuity about it you know what i'm saying like they never said Yes, she has it. That's because we spent the episode with freaking Molly in Mexico Wait, when they could have been right. telling us about freaking Tiffany. Bro, but, but my, this, but, but all it, I got from that was, uh, good thing you know her friends because they know her better than you. Right. <laughs> That's well, but, but, it. But the thing is, they also kind of shows that the friends weren't paying attention either. I also... But, oh, I just, I just want well, to... True. That, that makes right. sense. But, um... That makes sense. Shit. Oh, damn. All right, go ahead. I glazed over a part when they were on the bus and um, Derek was sitting in between Issa and Molly and he was like saying all the things that he could have done to prevent her from doing this. He was like, I didn't see the signs. I wasn't supportive. I wasn't there for her. And you can tell that Issa and Molly were both like looking at him like, oh, 
I wasn't supportive. I wasn't there for her. I didn't listen to her. I didn't pay attention to the signs. Well, they were. That's how we. Yeah. So it was kind of like them both hearing them say that and thinking about their friendship. So I felt like that was a setup for what we've seen later on in the episode. Sorry. So I figured it out. Basically, like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, uh, I was had mixed emotions. I thought I was. I was kind of angry. I think I feel like it's like one of those things. Like you're like I was worried about you. Like I'm glad you're okay. But it's kind of like, but but it's just like you know like there's the empathy there. But it's like why would like, you do like, this? Like, yeah like yeah like why like why yeah. did this happen? And it's like I mean I just feel like I would have loved to have seen that because I just don't think it would be as smooth over like that. You don't think if I went missing because I'm fucked up and depressed. That you would be empathetic when you found me, but the thing is, we we don't know. We you don't. Think the we, first we, thing you would say is, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that if I knew, if I if I if if I'm if because I feel like it's different, right? Like I pay attention to you. Like you speak to me. Like we understand. Like we have communication. So to him. He did not know he was go- she was going through postpartum depression. He said that he knew that when he was on the bus sitting with. He said he said he's seen stuff, but he like he it wasn't it, it was never clear that that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So it's just like when when you're worried about someone, like you're allowed to have emotions. Like you're allowed to like kind of like hey, like I understand where you're coming from, but like I was worried sick. Like I'm I'm like like what's happening? Like, what is this? Like what's like why is this happening? You know what I mean? And I just feel like that's a more genuine emotion. Than just being calm and collected in the moment. That's because we all men are always expected to understand and pro- provide and protect. Right. But niggas don't be knowing how to protect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I can't protect you from yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to just pick up on the signs that oh shit, my wife is going through this deal. But at the same time, whatever he's got going on, he's still like trying to be there, like. Every time she would say, hey, Derek, go do this with the baby in the few episodes we saw, he was the one going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he can't, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like he knew. And I know that postpartum is a hard thing for women. And it's very, very, like, it's very, very hard for, like, the men to pick up on that shit because we don't. For some, it's like the last week. To be week. honest, y'all, y'all world is being rocked too. <laughs> it's like last week when we was talking about fathers and what we ask of fathers is different from what we ask of mothers. Right. It's yeah. just weird, like it's just how right. it is. Yeah, and so it's wild. Yeah. It's I wild. Mean, it was a great. It was a great scene. I loved how they did it. I mean, I just feel like not every guy, everyone's not going to be a Derek. I'm just saying it didn't need to take 25 fucking minutes. You could have gave that his own episode. We could have <laughs> added that to the episode we spent we in Mexico we with could've. Molly, knowing that our asses can't go a goddamn place, and we watching her in Mexico. We could have. How many of y'all had trips booked to Mexico this year that y'all can't go to, and y'all had to sit up there and live through Molly? <laughs> Fucked up, inconsiderate. Trash. Zero stars. Wouldn't recommend. Which pissed me off because when they got to the finale, they did that. Uh, they did that drone fly over, and one of the uh, the murals was Nipsey, and the other mural was Kobe. First thing I said was, "Nigga, is this new? This recent? <laughs> That's recent." They had that. <laughs> I was like, "But um, they, they they did it right before the the lockdown, like right before." I was like, "This is wild." So after we spent twenty five minutes with Tiffany and finding Tiffany, we cut right back to where we left off with Andrew and Molly, and Andrew is. Cl- Clearly trying to break up with this woman. Clearly. He said, we're not on the same page anymore. Which is something that she told Issa 
like however many last episode but however long that was she told Issa we're not on the same page anymore he told her I've been feeling this way for a while and she then goes to suggest therapy or you know we've never been here before with anybody in our life before like we should keep working at this just because this is the furthest we've been with somebody in a relationship and he's like what are you like what are you fighting for like I'm basically telling you that I don't want to be with your ass no more I ain't gonna lie I left and she was making that little whimper face, like I, I, I cried. I laughed. And Jazz asked me why, why was I crying? Because I'm like, look, just look at her, like be in this place. Look at her, like fam, like you brought this to yourself. Right. Like, I felt like it, <laughs> you know how people always say that women check out of a relationship way before men. I felt like that's what we seen Andrew doing. Like he had been checked out. I feel like it started with the way that he seen her treat Issa. Then his brother, and then the way that she prioritized work over everything, and it just was like shit piling up, and he had been checked out. But it was, you could see like today was the last straw. Like, mm-hmm. I bet y'all all I want to do is watch TV. I just want to watch Finding Latoya. Why you don't just get on the couch and fall asleep right. here? Like, like you gotta lay down in the bed, and then then tell me I can't watch it now. Like, you about to go to sleep. What the fuck else am I supposed to do while you go to sleep? <laughs> like, like, nigga, like, no, like, I, I just, but then, then I think, like, that's, a, that's the part that's relatable. Mm-hmm. Because a guy better not dare watch some shit that y'all been watching together without her. That's how right. I started, but now that I know that I, I like to go to sleep and he gonna do what he wanna do anyway, I be like, go ahead, watch it. Shit, I'll catch up and never catch up. But then it's not like we spend our entire lives together, so there is gonna be a part where you're gonna be without me. And most times, I probably wanna watch it again. <laughs> and I probably don't mind. Like, niggas w- are willing to do shit that we don't like all the time, but it only becomes a problem when it's finally the one time we really wanna do something. Like the one time I really is like, look, I know I just spent the last three hours watching RuPaul Drag Race with you, but the game about to come on, and I actually don't want to sit in the living room. I kind of want to go watch it in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, so now you don't want to be with me? Like, no, I just spent three hours here with you. What, what am I supposed to do now? I will say I think they did a really good job setting that breakup up. Because we could tell from there. Oh, he was he was, he was done. He was done. I think it was the game. That, it was the game, right? The, the game, game was where he was like, all right, I'm, you know what? Maybe it is too soon, and I'm finna do this without you, but you could at least. No, I. you know what I actually think it was? I don't think it was a game. I think it was the fucking food. Remember, he was like, I thought we was going to the Indian place. And she was like, nah, I brought this home from work. The last time I had the Indian food, that shit was nasty. Right. He was like, you know what? All right, whatever. And he just <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, but no, right. but but then she also said that that and I hate guys hate when this happens. Like no one told you to lie for me. Like no one told you that you had to do this for me. Like for like for your brother. So, so I was like, to so tell I, my brother to fuck off. You don't like him, right? <laughs> Why would I do that? Yeah, that was messed up because you you literally have to tell your brother something. What I'm supposed to say, oh, she's not fucking with you right now. Like, no, I'm going to have to say something to explain why you're not here. And also that one scene pisses me off because we spent this entire season of Issa and Molly beefing 
and Nathan come in the picture, and they the four of them spent an entire like three scenes together, mm-hmm. and nobody brought up the fact that Molly told Nathan to just not speak to Easy. Yeah, why didn't we talk about that? And, and that hasn't been brought up one why time. We talk about that. And and you blew up on me on one of my on my biggest night, and you know we never none of us talked about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just it's a lot of a lot of stones unturned um, because Nathan was just acting like everything was cool. Like yeah. he didn't just get cussed out by that girl. <laughs> um, like the day, no, his shoes. And that's another place where guys compromise. Like, oh, OK, my homie rocking with her. You know what? I'll leave it alone. So the thing about Nathan and Issa is that they have a similar chemistry like Lawrence and Issa have. Because they're able to joke. She's able to be like a freaking goofball around him. And they still have like that sexual chemistry. You can see the sparkle in his eye when he looks at her and vice versa. So I'm curious to see where this goes now that we know, drum roll, <sighs> Condola's pregnant. He should have. He should have. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I feel like Nathan, Nathan's going to, basically all he's going to do is be like, look, I told you. I told you that gay shit. But we we knew Condola was pregnant. Well, I didn't. I, I didn't, I didn't you could I guess Condola was pregnant uh, from the moment where when she told Issa that her and Lawrence had broke up, right? And she was like, uh, "I don't know if you know this or not, but we're done." And it was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Some some way she's not finna just walk out of this picture. No. She was a little bit too calm too, like. Women don't leave like that. They come back a couple more times. Especially if you suspect that, all right, Lawrence and Issa are getting closer uh-huh. again. Like, you would have known, like, oh, something right here. She's a little bit too quiet over there. Yeah. Things were lining up just perfect. Yeah. So then we see, we find out that Issa has a balcony, which, like, <laughs> Shut who fucking up. knew? You know, she is <laughs> so she tight about this balcony. This whole time, I feel betrayed. <laughs> You could have told us this we that she was living like I did not. Know I knew that. And then that view. She lived on the second floor. Oh, I knew that. No, she was no. <laughs> they was holding out with that. And you smoke weed. You smoking the weed on the balcony, just chilling. Heart broken. She has front and back. If we being honest, because you had to go upstairs. Eat, or like mm-hmm. like in a motel, like the railings right there. She's Nasty. got that too. Nasty, but um. She she's obviously hurt by it. She cries basically in front of Lawrence when he's giving her the 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 story about how he found out. But I love that scene too because I love how Condola was basically speaking for Lawrence and Issa was asking the questions and they kept flipping back and forth like that. She was trash. I liked it. I never understood why. Uh, I I don't understand why Issa was upset. You you don't under you don't understand that she was she had she was. Planning to be with this man. All right, I'm, I'm with them on this hill because we talked about it yesterday. I got you. She was planning to be with this man. She's planning to marry him and have a future with him. And he has a baby. You do realize, but you do realize this is, we just got back together, what, two, three weeks ago? Now it's not. I lived a life but, before you. But now it's not just me and you. It's me, you, the baby, the big head ass baby, and Carola. Now I want to know what is black women's thing about being stepmothers. It's, Why? What is this fear of? It's it's a bonus, mom. Um, <laughs> like, what is this? What is this fear of not wanting to be with somebody who does everything that you want out of them? Yet, his one flaw is he has a kid by somebody else. I'm not a stepmother, so I can't touch on that. But you got one. But 
Yeah, I will say, um, I think it just goes back to just not wanting the drama that comes behind having to co-parent with somebody who was there before you. And you have to not only build a relationship with the child, but you also have to build a relationship with the child's parent. And now it's like a three-way thing when it could just be you, your your man, and y'all kid together. So I think it's just the extra work that goes into it and the drama that goes behind it that is depicted from people who have a stepmama situation. Or I would argue that it's the fact that that woman didn't get the best. She wasn't first. All of those moments. That's definitely a part too. All of those moments are that. You didn't get to be the first one to bear this child. Right. You're not the first to have this lovely picture. And you're also not number one. It's like, wild. If you think about it, you're not number one. It's wild. That child is number one and that child's mother is number two. And you probably come in at three. I'm just trying to figure out. Like, well, you, you see how she kind of like jumped straight to it like, oh, you're going to get back with her. Right. Because like in her head, that's how that's supposed to work. Especially being with a relationship. She like saw her parents get a divorce and like she'd been watching her mom like be with other guys like kind of understand. But it's like, I guess. So you guys both said that you don't understand why Issa would be hurt. No, bro. no, no, no. He said upset. And I, I was saying hurt. Yes. When I first watched it. But I think I understand now. It's like you can be sad, but be upset with him i don't think yeah like why i don't don't think there's why are you saying it like what he did betrayed you i don't think (laughs) i don't think she's upset with him i think she's just hurt and you know when you if you've been in a situation where you've been hurt before sometimes it's hard to talk to the person that hurt you but the part that i'd be missing is you hurt Talking to a nigga that's hurt. <laughs> like, I have to come tell you. Like, look. Right. This bitch about to have a baby and there ain't nothing I can do about it. Hello. Because, <laughs> because, like, because, because, <laughs> I'm going to call you back. I'm going to call you back. Like, because, Condola tells him. And he like, so you about to keep this? For real? No. Right. I was out doing my day. Like, oh, wasn't thinking about you getting hurt. Uh, it was right. like. And on top of that, like, he didn't have to say anything. Valid. Right, and I feel like that's. I think that was like the big, that was the biggest thing I was hung up on. It was that, like, the fact that he was able to get ahead of it and just did it. Right, he just said it. Yeah. She didn't figure it out on her own. There was nothing. There was no. She looked in his phone and saw a, a sonogram or something like that. Like he he got ahead of it and told her. I got you. And I, I just feel like I just feel like that's where I feel like. You know, like what? You know, what was he supposed to do? Brace yourself. It ain't good, but it'll be. This is not the same. This This is not the same, and I don't like this analogy of Lawrence being. No, it's definitely because they weren't together. So it's like, fam, I I didn't cheat on you. I didn't do this behind your back. I you literally saw me with the girl. We were dating. No, it's not about. And so this is, and and if we being real honest, and we being real life, look at real life. This is usually what happens. Very expected. Yeah, we've seen it happen before. I date some girl. We've been dating. We break up. The next thing you know, I move on. And the next thing she comes back and says is, I'm pregnant. We've seen it. It happens very, very regularly. Y'all niggas, it's no surprise. Like, people don't use condoms. I don't know why. I don't. I do know why, Did but you, I don't know why. Do but. you... Yeah, do I you know, see? Exactly, con- I know. Do you see Condola's wig? She don't be wearing no bonnet, so you wouldn't make you think she would make a nigga wear a condom. <laughs> like <laughs> she won't protect her edges. I don't. I actually right. think in the scene when they went, when, <laughs> when they went to bed and woke up, she didn't have a scarf on, right? She's a black woman with no scarf. She ain't make if she don't protect her hair. She not protect mm, what? 
How you tell how you expect her to protect your child? How you expect her to say, hey, could you go put a condom on? Like, no, I'm about to roll this. Oh, my gosh. So that's where we we leave off with uh, Lawrence and Issa. And then in the last scene, she's going to get her comfort food, and she meets up with Molly. And the first thing they say is, I'm glad. She says something like, I'm glad you're here. And Issa's like, I'm glad you called. And that's how the scene and i love that they played the tyler creator song are we still friends i love the album but um i think that was something to note too because Issa was arguing that she's always had to be the one that calls molly to come out and molly actually reached out to her but but then it still goes with this narrative Mm -hmm. that (laughs) we have to do things on molly's turn right like only reason we here is because you called me because what's going on? You got dumped. <laughs> like, like, okay. All right. At first, I wasn't rolling. I think you guys, you guys have converted me. I, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm rolling. It's yeah. like, bro, bitch. I have some shit going on in my life too right. right now. But if I come in here and try to talk about it, what are you gonna tell me? I ain't call you for that. <laughs> so like, like <laughs> now is like, what do I do? Like, motherfuckers do not be looking at perspectives. How I feel about you. Does not negate how you feel about me. Neither one of us here is technically right and the other's wrong. It's just how you look at me is how I look at you. Fucking Issa could be like, bro, I came to you to talk to you because when I come to you and talk to you, I realize shit. But then Molly gonna say, but bitch, you always come in and use me to talk to me. When I got some shit going on, you don't never, it ain't never about me. And it's like, bro, I'll, I'm here because now you want me when you want me. It's it's just wild. Shit be wild to look at people and realize like nobody understands how people work. Right. Right. I think for that scene what pissed me off was more so about them both losing the guys in their life and now they're forced to come together. <laughs> and it was like Bitch, if you would have treated your friendship like your relationship, you wouldn't, you both wouldn't be here. Like, okay. if you would have put as much effort as you put into begging Andrew when um, Issa found out that you said what you said about her, y'all could have talked about it then. And Issa, same thing. If you would have spilled your heart the same way you did to Lawrence the night or after you met up with Molly, y'all could have been brushed this under the rug, but y'all giving these niggas all these energy, all this energy, and then y'all pushing your friendship to the back seat. Like, nah, like, don't look who there. But you're different, though. You have a different value on friendships mm-hmm. than most people do. Yeah, but just know... For all you bitches out there who ain't talked to your friends in four or five weeks because you've been laid up with that nigga, see, guess what? This is a reminder who gonna be there when that nigga leave you. See, okay? See? All I, right? And, I, and so then I would look at this, who doesn't put this much emphasis on friends, is, and say they gave each other the same energy that they had been putting out in the rest of the relationships in their life. No, they didn't. It was I mean, different. How? Because, because what I saw was I saw that when Molly needed when Molly needed something for Issa and Issa couldn't do it, there was a problem. When Andrew didn't want to do what Molly wanted to do, there was a problem. Or on the flip side, all Issa wanted was for her to be happy, which means Issa would take from people. It only can't. It, it was the same issue. It, my, Issa wants to be happy. I'm only doing things that make me happy now. 
All right, the man that you love is now about to have a baby. So now we you got to throw all of this away because it don't make you happy no more. I'm rolling with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't feel what I I think I said this um just uh, before I introduced like went off on the friend thing, but I just don't feel like they both put the same relationships into their friendship that they did the relationships with the men that they were entertaining. I feel like I'm going to say never mind, I'm going to say that for final thought. Okay. So, um we basically touched on everything. Let's go ahead and take a break and come back with our final thoughts. And we're back for our final thoughts. I want to just talk about um, just a wrap-up thought for how you, what you wish you would have seen more of from this season and what your predictions are for next season and what you would like to see moving forward. I hope that the next season is the last one, number one. Because I think uh, the way shit is setting up, it ain't really much left that is typical black TV. Somebody's pregnant. like You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't really much left for this Issa storyline to go through. She been broke. She done came up. She, uh, she done broke up. She done cheated. She, now her nigga's having a baby by somebody else. Ain't, ain't much left that, this, that her story could go through. Right. But what? But I feel like I I feel like if this is the case, we need to end some of these stories. Like, bro, we don't know nothing about Nathan except for all of a sudden he came out of nowhere. He left. He came back. Now he's bipolar. Can somebody explain to me why, when, how did he find out? Why he ain't had no ep- Every time we see him, he's this real nice, chill guy. Right. He ain't had no episodes or nothing. We ain't seen him go manic. Nothing. Like, he's just chill every time we see him. Uh, I think we need uh, everybody is begging for more Kelly and to see Kelly. But I feel like it's too late now. Yeah. Like, I feel like unless you about to do two more seasons, us finding knowing anything about Kelly right now is pointless. Yeah, they could have kept the um, finding Latoya spinoff and worked on a different spinoff. I feel like that should have been that should be. I feel like Lawrence should have his own spinoff. I feel like this entire series, series up into season four, Lawrence has had the best storyline of anything. And I feel like where Molly was, everything that focused on Molly, and I feel like this has something to do with uh, this show being by black writers and being by, I mean, black women, like, help write. And, like, the objective is black women. That's why Molly's in the place that she is. But I feel like Lawrence should have been where Molly was because I would have loved to see his journey from Oh, the bro nigga that was on the couch until he's goals. Like he he's meant he's husband goals. He's bay goals now. Like mm-hmm. the nigga went from being which we need to talk on another episode, he went from being the entrepreneurial nigga to the nine to five nigga. Right. <laughs> don't nobody wanna talk about that. Right. <laughs> don't nobody wanna talk about how he had dreams of being an entrepreneur and that's why he was the bum nigga on the couch. But now the nine to five guy that is working for somebody else and learned that I would rather work for somebody else and have a team around me is now goals. So I feel like in the future, we've got to stop like setting shit up to be like, hey, we're going to talk about this on one episode, two episodes go by, then come back to it. It's wild because I'd be invested in like, like what's going on. With these niggas and then it go away and then we come back and I got to now remember what happened. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what happened. And I want to see a Lawrence spinoff. My nigga glowed up. 
Let's talk on it. Bagged a bit. Was the broke nigga, but bagged a bad bitch. The bank bay. He ain't had no money. She seen what was in his account. Mm-hmm. Still bagged her. Still ba- still bone and dated. Mm-hmm. My nigga had a my nigga took his little pill. His little pill after he caught that clap clap. Who, who ain't caught no clap clap now? He waited ten days and came back with a condola like. Yeah, he Condola Cotola was a boss. Yeah, she was a boss. She was a boss. He came she back harder. Shit in that city. And he cl- and he clapped two girl home girls and knew about it. Issa and, and Condola knew about each other, and he had both of them. Everybody pop the collar on your Best Buy shirt right now. Like, let me, let, 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 like, let's just give my man some props. Let's just state facts. Like, that's all facts. Like, that's all facts. What other person you know in that series that grew up like, like Lawrence? Everybody else looked bad on here on right. that show. Everybody looking bad. Condola pregnant. Like, come on, girl. Wig trash. What hot girl summer? <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Like, and bring Frank. We keep hearing about Frank. Now let's see how Frank feels about somebody else getting your girl pregnant. Right. Where Frank at? What he think? We want it. Where's Frank? <laughs> Let Frank see her holding this kid. Right. <laughs> oh, that's all I got. That's all I got. Um, e, what did you want to see more of? What are your predictions? And what would you like to see in the future? Uh, I mean, I feel like the main thing I want to see in the future, I just want them to invest in the secondary storylines a little bit more. Yeah. I know it's a half hour show, but they can figure it out. Yeah. Right. And my thing is like, I got to get Issa's the main character and Issa D is the main character. But like the, like don't bring these people here and only show the highlights. You know what I mean? Like, because like I said, the you never really see the way that they portray postpartum depression like 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 this right it was actually more tame than what they normally do because it's always usually over the top right whenever they show it they're like you know it's basically damn there like the you know the mom throwing the baby or something like like it's always something like ridiculous and it's just always so like so yeah there's that and then like there's other things that you know you kind of talk about different stigmas of like you know black men talking about mental health right there those are other things that could have been that could have been said like we could have done without Issa trying to trying to find new friends right or and we could have did without you know molly by herself like going to mexico that literally could have been an episode on its own just the two of them trying to to be without each other and how it's just not work really working itself out would have made plain more sense and if they about to get rid of andrew like why am i invested now right i want to um, know oh and then um, I guess I think I don't know how many more seasons is going to be. Um, it's probably going to be two. But I mean, because we clearly need to understand, like, how Tiffany's going to cope, start coping. Right. Basically, when Molly and Issa are friends again, like what happens now? Like that, I don't that I don't get now. It kind of feels like a sex in the city type of spin that's about to take place. Like everybody's kind of like prominent. And now they are going to brunches all the time. And to be honest. I kind of want to, if, I don't know, I don't know how I feel, I'm kind of indifferent, if they do next season and they talk about them being in a pandemic. Like, they have, like, they have to incorporate it in some way, somehow, but not make it boring. All right. I think, um, I want to know what happened to Dro. I want to (laughs) know if he's married or if he's not, so that I can get to the bottom of if I'm calling Molly a home wrecking badass friend or if I'm just calling her a badass friend. So I want to get to the for like two seasons. I still need to know, like, what was she doing? Like, was he really in an open relationship or was he not? Um, 
I wish this season they would have did a better job showing the 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 hardships of friendship between um, Molly and Issa, just digging a little bit more into that and what the makeup looks like instead of just giving us two seconds of them making up at the table. Like, we wanted to see what they had to say to each other outside of everything and what everybody's... Well, I wanted to see. I can't speak for you guys. Um, but I wanted to see, like, what that conversation looked like. We could have spent a little less time on a Tiffany story and gave us a li- at least five minutes at the restaurant just to see where we're going. I would love... Um, for the next two seasons to, like you said, be more focused on the second line characters so we can see more of them. I want to see, I don't want to see Issa and I don't want to see Issa be a bonus mom. I do not want to see that. But I feel like they're going to set it up for Issa to have to make a hard choice if she wants to move forward with Lawrence and be a stepmom or if she wants to keep it easy and fun with Nathan. But, you know, I think that calls for them digging more into Nathan's storyline. And I don't want Andrew to grow. He was cool. Um, I I don't want Molly to be single. So she that might be a, pra- a place for them to bring Joe back. But who knows? Guess we'll have to see. I don't know what we're about to spend the next few years doing because who knows if they'll even be able to fucking film the show. We're going to have to make our own insecure. Like... Like, do it on YouTube and play all the characters. Because my nigga is going to San Fran. Right. I he's out of here. He better go up there with Clay there. Oh, is he going to be able to leave, though, now that he's a dad? Yeah, bro. Oh, because you still sold on. Uh, At least for nine months. Okay. He can leave, bro. Like, I leave it to myself. Oh, this wild. Is he going to be able to leave? It was all right when Issa was like, it's only a 45-minute trip. Bitch, pack that baby and come here. Right. <laughs> so we'll see. But I don't know. Is it a 45-minute 45 45 trip? Flight. Traffic and yeah. everything? Flight. Okay, flight. A flight. Got it, got and it, got it. she literally gave him the out to be a deadbeat. So that means she got enough money to fly that baby 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, so That's what you know. When you got money When you got money like that and you able to... You don't even have to be involved with the baby. And nobody even acknowledged the fact that he didn't just say yeah and put her out. Right. He could have just said yeah and put her out. But Everybody he, was so pressed on the question that he asked, is it mine? But then y'all laugh at niggas when they find out nine <laughs> months later that the baby ain't his. Like, come on. Come on. Niggas. Like, All right. He so taking speaking a, of babies. He might take a responsibility for somebody else's baby. Right. Crazy. Don't, don't, be that, don't be that guy. Ask that question. All I'm right. not against it. You are now tuned in. You are now tuned in. The WMEZ. This week, uh, the baby maker we got is from Leah Robinson. This song is called Private Dancer here on WMBZ. Textually active.
Private Dancer by Leah Robson. That's this week's Baby Maker. It has been added to your Baby Maker playlist. So if you enjoyed that song, be sure to go to your favorite streaming service, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, or Tidal. Type in Textually Active Podcast. It should pop right up. If it don't, just DM us. We'll slide it to you. Uh, this week here on WMEZ. Textually Active. All right. So for our memes, I'm going to go first. Well, y'all go first. <laughs> I want to end it. <laughs> All right, uh this week I got uh it say do you look pe- do you look better in person or in pictures? Listen, I'm funny. <laughs> Straight to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm funny. That's what I got. I can make you laugh a little bit. I'm funny. Bobby Schreiner coming home soon. That's it. <laughs> um that that's that's needed. My meme is it's Tuesday. You know what that means? Arrest the cops who killed Brianna Taylor. Period. Um, and on that note, thank you all for listening to another episode of Textually Active. We hope you enjoyed our recap of Insecure. Just because we was wilding about how we feel, don't mean we don't like the show. That's right. just you know how that's how black people talk. If we didn't like the show, we wouldn't have spent this much time talking. We about wouldn't it. watch it. We wouldn't. It was a gave good breakdown. Up. And I feel like there are still conversations that can be had based off of the season. So we'll probably be talking using this to reference like future topics and stuff because you know. Um, engaged and muses in a relationship so this was our a good dose of drama which none of that has nothing to do with us <laughs> and no no insecure mimic no, none of us but ain't nobody getting a side baby pregnant <laughs> or like fucking somebody husband no, or like not at all. getting a clap or meeting up with ex well we could meet up like we could have run into like an old fling and then be like oh this your new work like nigga you, you fucking up. that's old bro I, i'm advanced past that oh ben had gosh. the clap but thank you guys for listening. In the meantime, in between episodes, make sure you keep up with us on our social media profiles. We're on YouTube at Textually Active Pod. We're on Facebook at Textually Active Pod. And we're on Instagram at Textually Active Pod. We're also on Twitter at Textually Act Pod. Make sure you follow us. All the links are below. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Textually Active Podcast. This podcast is a full service production from the Open Media Lab. Be sure to check in every Textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod. Textually Active is a part of the Open Media Network.